Empty Sky by Bart Meehan Narrated by Alastair Lloyd turn on the bedroom light. I turn on the tap in the ensuite so I can hear it dripping. I open the window so I can hear the traffic on the freeway. I set the alarm to go off in a half hour. 1.30am. I close my eyes and drift into the nightly conversation. Don't sleep. But I'm tired. If you do, you'll never wake up. I might. You might not. Do you want to risk it? Life's a risk. I miss dreaming. You have to be awake when they get here. You don't know they're coming. You don't know they're not. 1325. Don't say that. Thirteen, twenty-five. The alarm goes off and I reset it for 2am. Everyone is quiet this morning, yawning and staring at their screens as the desktops boot up. Everyone except Kathy. She's sitting at her desk by the window, looking at the clouds. I took over a black coffee and an office mug and handed to her my attempt at demonstrating people skills. How are you feeling? I ask. Like everyone else, she says, then sips the thick brew and makes a face. Ugh, how long has that been sitting there? I shrug. She shakes her head, puts the mug on her desk and goes back to staring at the sky. You'll be, uh, starting work anytime soon? You've become a real ass since they made you boss, she says without looking at me. She's right, but I don't really care. I haven't cared for months. Sorry, should have said please. She ignores the sarcasm and reaches across to close the blind. Empty sky, she says as she lugs on making it sound like she's saying something profound. I wander through the desks, trying to look like a supervisor. A couple of the worker bees nod, but most don't look up for their messages or news feed. 
Somebody has written 1325 on the whiteboard at the back of the office. I try to wipe it off, but it's permanent marker, and the message remains as a blue shadow. I hear someone laughing behind me. Stupid, I say under my breath. I circle the office, finishing back at Kathy's desk. She's lying face down on folded arms, and I feel a surge of panic. I, I lean over and shake her a little too hard. She wakes up and looks at me, angry. What do you think you're doing? I stumble through a response. You were lying there. I just thought, you know, you were sleeping. She clears her head with a shake. I wasn't asleep. I just closed my eyes. She reaches across and picks up the coffee. She takes a big gulp and puts the cup down. Leave me alone. I got things to do. She moves a finger across the screen and clicks her way to a live stream of the skies over Europe. The mood in the office hasn't improved by mid-morning. I decide to go for a walk. The park is only two blocks and the sun is shining. A good day to sit and feed the ducks. I grab the pack of breadcrumbs I keep in my top drawer. No one will notice I'm gone. No one notices much of anything these days. I pass a guy with a paint can, graffiti in a wall. He's wearing a faded t-shirt with a black and white still from one of those old 50s movies. A woman screaming with saucers shooting lasers in all directions behind her. He winks at me and taps his chest. They're coming, he says, and goes back to his artwork. Stars in a night sky. I nod and walk on. In the park, there are a few couples lying on the grass, but there is no one on the bench by the pond. I sit down and retrieve the crumbs from my pocket. I cradle the bag in my hands, waiting for the ducks to paddle closer to the shore. They don't come in so much these days. I turn around. There's an old woman standing behind me. She smiles. They just stay out there in the reeds, she says. I shrug and put the crumbs on the bench beside me. She walks around and takes a seat. Everything's changing, I suppose, is her explanation. I really don't want a conversation with a stranger. They always end up in the same place, so I... Half turn away from her, but she doesn't read the body language. I come here every day, she says. There used to be more people. I don't say anything, and she keeps talking. I turn it down in my head and focus on the ducks swimming in and out of the reeds. There, I see something. One of the boys lying on the grass stands and points to a corner of the sky. Others stand as well cupping hands over their eyes as they look up. The old woman reaches across to grab my arms. She squeezes and asks if I can see anything. Before I can answer, someone else says, It's nothing, just some military plane. Then there's a dismissive grunt. Stupid, all of you. The old woman releases her grip. I keep thinking, 
Why would anyone come all this way just to hurt us? Suppose the natives said the same thing when they saw Columbus. The old woman is either mistral, is ignoring my sarcasm. My son says it's just mass hysteria. He says it wouldn't even be a thing if people didn't share it on the social media. She stops for a moment, looking down at her hands clenched in her lap. He tells me I'm being stupid for worrying, that I should stop reading about it. How does he explain the sleeping, I think? But then, there's the sleeping, isn't there, she says, as if she's reading my mind. There are so many people and... She stops as if completing the sentence will somehow bring bad luck. My son works for the government and he says I should believe them. That it's just a disease, some new type of sleeping sickness. I don't want to argue with him. But they haven't found anything like that, have they? There would be something there if it was a disease. She looks at me clearly wanting some form of reassurance. I shrug. I can see she's disappointed by my lack of conviction. But she nods and offers a weak smile. Governments always take ages to do anything, don't they? She's quiet for a moment, but silence is too much for her and she points at the pond. Over there's where my son fell in when he was five. A light laugh at the memory. He was trying to pat the ducks. He reached out and they paddled away, so he reached further and then splash. I wasn't watching him. My daughter was only six months old and they take nearly all your time at that age. But I heard him screaming. I looked and there he was, flapping around in the water, the ducks going everywhere. It was only a few inches deep and he was terrified. She stares at the spot on the edge of the pond. I was so embarrassed. He was screaming and everyone was looking. I ran over and dragged him out and I told him to be quiet. He stopped crying and gave me this look. Then he pulled away. We were never close after that. She suddenly seems very small and sad. And what remains of the nice guy in me feels compelled to offer some comfort. Hey, it was only five, I say. It was forgotten before you got home. She shakes her head. No, we hardly see each other now. You'd think something like this would make us closer, but when he does come round, I can see all he wants to do is leave. Behind me, I hear a woman's voice. Wake up! David, wake up! She's quiet at first, then panicked. David! David! I'm back! A man's voice says, followed by a loud laugh. Don't do that! Don't you ever do that again! Anger, then tears. It was just a joke, honey. No need to get upset. You have to have a bit of a laugh these days. The old woman has been watching the show and shakes her head as she turns back to face me. That wasn't funny, it was cruel, she says. 
Do you have anyone? No, it's just me. I suppose that's good. I mean, you won't have to depend on anyone else when the time comes. Family can be disappointing. I know this is really about her. And for a moment, I fight an internal battle about whether to snap back. I don't want to be alone, you stupid fucking woman. I better angels win this time. I pick up the bag of crumbs and stand. Uh, I've got to go back to the office. Must be nice to have something to do, she says. I throw the bag across the pond. It opens midair and the crumbs rain down on the ducks. They shake them off and swim into the reeds. I start to walk away and she calls after me. What if they sent it? That's what people say. Her voice fades. On the way back, I pass the wall. The artwork is finished and the artist has left the obvious message under his field of stars. While everyone slept, the enemy came. Matthew 13, 25 Without thinking about it, I look up. But all I see is empty sky.